NYC ADV is an active cycling club, and by active I mean we organize at least one ride every month. We try to do this year-round, and we're pretty good about it. As a club whose membership consists primarily of people working office jobs, the vast majority of our trips are weekend trips. The format of a weekend trip is probably what you'd expect. We have a set destination, departure time, and meeting point. The departure time is usually Saturday morning, naturally, and we spend the day riding to our target campsite. But sometimes we do a different kind of ride, and I caught up with a couple of other club members to talk about just that. My name is Alex. I'm living right now in Queens, New York. My name is Hugh. I live in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Originally, I'm from Russia, so we won't have no more questions about the accent. And uh, what are we talking about? I'm originally from the UK. Everyone else from the UK also now lives in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, apparently. What is it you like about riding out of the city on a Friday night? It's a, it's a nice feeling when you like you see people uh, going from work or something, and we just like I don't know we keep doing our routine Friday things. It makes a big difference to know on a Friday that you've got 5:30 to wait for, and then when you do, you can get straight onto your bike and roll out of the city. When you're riding out on a Friday after work, you just you look into those people and just like my routine is different. I'm just like gonna go outside, I'm gonna outside of the city, camp, uh, enjoy good company of people, and I'm just gonna have a totally different day and night than you are. And you have a little bit of a view into the sunset of the mountains that you're about to go up. And you roll into Slotesburg. Slotesburg is a very welcome treat at the base of Herman. And then across the street, there's a great bar, um, Seven Lake Station. It wasn't until sometime last year that someone had the bright idea to leave on a Friday night. Naturally, this turns an overnighter into a two-nighter, but it has one other critically important differentiating characteristic. You get to roll right out of work, into the weekend, on your bike packed for adventure. And for that reason, I call this ride the Friday Night Bug Out. <laughs> This is ADV Radio, the podcast for NYC ADV New York City Adventure Cycling Club. I almost forgot. I'm Chris, originally hailing from Northeastern North Carolina. And on this Friday, I joined Alex, Hugh, Josh, and later Bean for a Friday night ride into the woods. Our route would take us almost exclusively through suburban New Jersey, or as Hugh refers to it, the um, pastoral bliss of um, Fort Lee. <laughs> but just before the woods, there's Seven Lakes Station.
on a Friday night, it's a fantastic place to be, having left the city. It feels like you're in a countryside bar, but fantastic beer, great people, awesome atmosphere. Double, double pretzel? You guys get down on a double pretzel? I get down on a double pretzel. Yeah, Sound Lake Station is nice. It's always nice. It's like a spot is always, she always welcomes you. Nice place, nice beer, nice atmosphere. You've been there so many times. It's like uh, you go into your local pub basically for a drink and one sandwich. It doesn't bring me excitement, but it's a sort of welcoming, you know, like a beginning of an adventure sort of thing. Now we got there, we have a regular beer, regular thing, and from there it's going to be different. The truth, if ever it were spoken. But that night we had no idea just how different it would in fact be. It's interesting that their perspectives seem so different. On the one hand, arriving at Seven Lake Station on a Friday night, having just ridden from the city, is a great feeling. On the other hand, it's not exactly adventurous, and at least for us, far from the first time we've done this, certainly not the last. So I think that even though they're sharing different perspectives, they actually agree with each other. And in any case, it's getting late, and we've still got a few more miles to ride before we make camp. So off we go. It's a really nice climb into Harriman State Park, very kind of long and gradual, I don't know, six or seven miles to get up to the good camping spots. And um, we have a usual spot that we go to. I arrived probably 10, 15 minutes later than everybody. And it was really dark, really dark. And uh, the gate was open. I think it was me and one other person got up there and the gate was open, which was odd, but we didn't really think anything of it. I never saw it open, actually. Um, and I uh, cycled through the gate and kept cycling, and uh, in the dark I saw a flashlight like waving me. I thought it's one of our guys, it's like you or you or somebody else, like have a trouble, got a flat again or something, <laughs> basically waving me to stop uh, for sort of help with a bike or whatever. That was my initial thought, uh, until I got to a guy and I saw his like security badge or something like this, he had this badge and I was really pissed, and <laughs> his first question was like, what are you doing here? It was confusing question, right? <laughs> because I passed a sign in restricted area, and uh, it was hard to answer what I'm doing here on the bike at 11 at night, <laughs> 10, 10 at night. Uh, so my response was I just like um, cycling from New York City to Catskills, and I saw on the map it would be a nice spot for me to camp overnight. So I'm just planning to uh, camp somewhere here. He's like uh, his next response was like, "Are those guys on the hill with you?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, sort of know them. Met a couple times." And uh, and basically he's like, "Okay, go to those guys. 
um, tell them to pack and you have to leave and I will be watching you with your lights leaving <laughs> and it's, it's like, okay no problem and you remind me it's restricted area we're not allowed to be here and uh, when we agree with I'll just we'll just leave I got my tent up and took a photo of it because I was so pleased with how it had been the perfect pitch. Like, um, you know when you set your tent up and it's exactly the right tension, all the spots are in the perfect place. It's perfectly flat. Perfectly nice flat, all clear. And it, was, it looked so excellent that I took a, I tried to take a photo of it and then I realized it was dark and that was pointless. But um, just as I got to that point, I think Alex, his headlights came around the corner and he got up to the camp spot and explained that we had to go because he'd bumped into someone that told him we couldn't stay here and of course we all thought he was joking but he was definitely serious and so I reluctantly packed up my tent and we all headed back down from the little camping space onto the road When I cycle to the clubhouse, uh, to the spot, tell everybody uh, we have to leave, everybody start to pack, and like 10 minutes later, police show up. And just as we got, still in like the camping area, but on the gravel road, just as we got there, a car turned up that was a police car with its lights flashing, which I thought was a bit overkill considering we're in the middle of nowhere. Um, he then explained to us that we couldn't camp here and that we needed to move on. So we headed out back onto the main road and kind of stood there waiting while he locked up the gate behind us to see what he was going to do. And a very friendly escort us out of, um, from this spot, out of a gate. We lock the gates behind us and that's it. And he did nothing, he drove off, and that left us in effectively the middle of nowhere, at least in the middle of this kind of state park. At about midnight by this point, trying to figure out where we were gonna sleep. It's worth adding a little background at this point, if for no other reason than to help add some perspective as to why this situation seems so strange to us. We've been coming to the same spot for years. In fact, it's the destination of the club's inaugural trip, having stumbled upon it quite by accident. And we continue to come here. As a club, we still use it as a destination for regular overnight trips. Individuals in the club come up here on their own. We use it as a jump-off point for longer tours, and for all kinds of other random little things, like a Friday night bug out. We go there so frequently that a couple of years ago we even started calling it the clubhouse. Since day one the area has been clearly signposted as off-limits, and in the early days it would feel a bit sketchy each time we would approach. But the more we came, the more we became convinced that the area had just been abandoned by the state, having never seen a single person there apart from ourselves. Well, that was the day we learned we were wrong. Now it was time to work out plan B. Um, someone in the group 
had an excellent idea of another little lake nearby that they'd seen on a map but had never camped at before. And I figured, I think people, some people were starting to get worried. I think I wasn't particularly simply because I had in my mind where we could go, which is a public campsite that you would pay for but would be shut for the off-season. I think there was a little bit of concern as to whether we'd actually find somewhere to sleep. So here we are, standing together back on the road at around midnight, having just been kicked out of the clubhouse, starting to think about plan B, and then, of course, it starts to rain. We followed the directions on the map to this little lake. It's about a mile or two away from where we were there. We didn't come up with this, uh, forgot the name of the lake and we start to cycle there. So it was raining, it was raining, and we were going uphill, and this on top of a hill, we saw lights. Uh, it looked like a car, but kind of slow car, and <laughs> very quiet. I think it was a discussion about the Tesla. And about halfway there in the rain, we saw headlights coming the other way, which turned out not to be headlights, but two other cyclists who were also bikepacking and also looking for somewhere to camp that night and were in fact, when we stopped to speak to them, headed to the campsite that we'd just been kicked out of. We yelled car, yes, and one of us replied, it's no, we are no car. Actually, those guys were heading to our spot. So, which kind of is a little strange because I've never seen another bicycle camper bikepacker in that campsite, let alone at 11, 12 o'clock on a Friday night. They turned out to be awesome. They were on their, they're on a training ride about to do the Transamerica and they were great fun and we asked them to, if they had any other plans where they were going to camp, no, so we all joined forces and went and found this other lake which turned out to be about a one mile hike a bike through a waist high brush in the rain, which was a little bit of a challenge, but we made it to the site and set up camp. <laughs> so we all were homeless. Uh, they asked us if they can join us for um, the camp for us. It was, it was a great idea to meet the new people and just hang out around, <laughs> sort of fire. Uh, we went looking for a spot, found a spot, and set up a camp, and we had a nice conversation about fake LED fire. We got, did we get, I don't think we even got a fire going. It was kind of wet. We just sat around, drank our beers, and had a chat with these new friends that we made. Now, with our two new friends, Jono Freeman. I'm Aaron Poland, like the country. Or the water. We settled into our unexpected home for the night. Even though the rain had finally tapered off to a trickle, it was warm enough and late enough that we couldn't be bothered to start a fire. So instead, Bean put a small bike light inside of an empty water bottle and placed that within the stone ring where a fire would have been. With our LED fire now roaring, it was time to hear the stories of our new friends. Wow. Glad I started recording just was, now. I never really thought about that. <laughs> so I'm in grad school for creative art therapy. 
and I got asked to co-present at a presentation in London. But we would have this bike ride planned. So I was like, babe, I don't know what to do. And he's like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. So we have to make it to Albuquerque by July 8th so we can fly to London and I can present and then fly back and then finish our bike ride. So, so it's 45 days, which is roughly 25, 20, I don't know the exact mileage, but it equates to roughly 70 miles a day with three day with three to five days off. I've now made it to roughly 80 miles a day with like average, obviously with, uh, with eight or nine days off, which, you know, are reserved for either we're exhausted or we, uh, <laughs> everything's going to that's, shit. Yep. That's Bugs aggressive. That's aggressive. It's yeah. very so aggressive. It's doable. It's yeah. super aggressive. Doable, but aggressive. I like keep going on these like forums and they're like, yeah, if you do 40 miles and I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing double. Do y'all bike a lot already? Yeah, we bike, yeah. I mean, yeah, we bike every day in like the city, but it's not like this yeah, with the mountain, the you know. Right, yeah. We I lived in eight, LA and that's... 80 a little... miles a day is yeah, okay, because you'll be leaving at nine. Exactly. 10 miles an hour, that's a day and it's less than a day in the office. Right, you have exactly. It's like eight, nine <laughs> hours like, in the saddle. All you've got to do is bike, ride your bike. Exactly. I know. I keep telling people, I'm like... you feel like stopping at a pub at three o'clock and getting drunk, you definitely can make eight miles. <laughs> well, the, in Kentucky, and, I have and, a friend that maybe would have some whiskey, but... Then just get a bus. Like, there's no rules. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's, that's the thing I always have to remind myself is, you know, well, we can always like, hop so a train, we always hop a bus, you know, we'll be okay. The good news is you have your home on your back, right? So you can always right. like sleep on the side of the road, but then you know yeah. you still need to find a ride for those thirty to sixty miles. Yeah. If there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. So, are you camping the whole way? Um, we're doing a Ish. combination. Yeah. yeah, we're we're either like uh, private camping or public camping. Uh, mm-hmm. Just this is again ACA. Just uh, saw everything that they had and kind of when I was planning the route, I was just like, what's like within like average seventy miles? Sometimes okay. it's hundred, sometimes it's thirty, sometimes you know. So, um, what what were what were you two doing at nine or ten a.m. this morning? Of curiosity. Uh, oh, I was at work. We camping, not no regular. Did you did you bike to work like loaded? Oh no, um, went to work, left to work a little early, uh, so I could take off for this. Cool. To, yeah, do like um, freelance, so I'm a little bit more flexible. Okay. Which is nice, but yeah, obviously the the two months that I'm taking off, like couldn't really do it at nine to five. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. How about you? Oh, I was asleep. <laughs> no <laughs> shame. I'm in grad school. I'm finishing up my thesis. I'm oh, like, yeah, right. fuck everything. It's time to sleep. In. So you said, uh, sorry, I missed the part where you're talking about um, going to London from Albuquerque. What is, what's going on with that? So I'm presenting at the London, uh, it's a British art therapy, uh, international like research conference. So they're make, like getting from America and like the UK and like Africa and Brazil and like getting all sorts of different art therapists to speak about what we're doing with art therapy. So I'm speaking on um, neuroscience and art therapy and then uh, Parkinson's with clay manipulation. Parkinson's with clay manipulation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, please. I'm like, I could nerd out, but I will uh, <laughs> Nerd out just a little. Well, no, yeah. so there's like, um, so with Parkinson's, you know, you lose like a lot of your gait and your movement. And so with clay, what happens is you have like 3,000 receptors in your hands. So when you're using clay and manipulating it, it kind of calms down what's going on and it sends different neurotransmitters in your brain. So then like, um, there's this one guy, like an example, right, where he was playing with it for like 20 minutes and like just, you know, like um, molding it and just doing different things. And then like, he was able to walk out straight, not shaking, have a conversation with his wife. So the woman I'm co-speaking with, that's her whole research that she's done. And so it just has, a tremendous impact and like helping them. Are you coming to this from the art world? 
in therapy world or from somewhere else? Um, so actually my background is acting. acting. And then okay. I was like in LA and I was like, fuck <laughs> everything. This sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. And I was like, why am I doing something if it doesn't make me happy? And then my background though was doing art. And then I started. Stage advice. Yeah. And I was like mm-hmm. making art. And then I was like Googling. And I was like, holy shit. There's a field called creative mm-hmm. art therapy where I can make art with people and art can heal. So mm-hmm. then I was like, that makes the most sense. So I'm also a bartender. So they're my regulars okay. at my bar. We're a bartender. <laughs> We're a bartender. I did. You quit now. I did. I was okay. like, bye, I'm biking across America. <laughs> That's a good way to walk yep. out. <laughs> He's got like, the, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> got the boss a, his kid, boss's kid a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but if I'm going to leave you, I have to be the one who gets your newborn kid the first bike. So. Oh. <laughs> <But> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the ride is called Field Trip, uh, and we're going across the country um, fundraising for the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, a variety of reasons, uh, ourselves and people that like close to us um, have been affected by, you know, mental health disorders, just like you know, poor mental health, etc. Um, I lost a friend last year, and just generally, um, we felt it was a really good cause to support. So. Um, that and we also want to travel across the country so we decided to combine the two things and this was all obviously before uh Aaron also is gonna fly to London and uh present yeah, in the middle of it so. yeah <laughs> um yeah but who are you yes you could do fieldtrip.us is that feel f-e-e-l yes F-E-E-L. so it's all about feeling those emotions embrace yeah. them and sorry They're one good. more time it was it's fieldtrip.us yes that is it that is also the Instagram handle where are y'all from? I'm from New Mexico. Oh. Which is where? part of why Albuquerque. Mm. Which is part of why we're flying out of Albuquerque. Mm. So we can like leave my bikes with the or bikes with my parents. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna cheat and have not a follow vehicle, but we're gonna have a an RV for the last fifteen days through the desert in the middle of the summer. So okay. at very least. Uh, that's not dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My parents no, were like, great. Aaron, can we please follow you in the desert? They're like, it's 110 degrees, like please. <laughs> it's a dry heat. Ah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. Jonna, where are you from? Uh, upper West Side of Manhattan. Uh, yeah. She's like, all right, all right. Wow, Jono. Why would you sound disappointed? You it's, uh, you like, I know, everyone's like, well, I know, and everyone's like, oh, I've never met like a New Yorker who's like born and raised here and stayed here. Um, it's, yeah, I went out, I went out to California, fell in love with the place there, and then fell in love with this one, and then she dragged me back to New York, Yay. kicking and screaming. Uh, no, I'm no, kidding. literally, he was kicking and screaming. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful in New York, and I, I love it, and, and I'm happy to, and I want to be here for a while. But uh, just I found, you know, surfing, biking in the mountains out there. But there's a bike. I now I found you guys, but yeah, like the the like bike packing, cyclocross, you know, yeah. just urban cycling scene yeah. out there is just You've amazing. You've got an incredible summer ahead of you if you're. Yeah. Before turning in for the night, we prodded Alex to share with the group more of the details of just exactly how we came to be at this spot tonight. And even though he's already shared these details, we thought it would be fun to listen to him share with Aaron and Jono. Hi. No, you want to know how we end Okay, I was a fool, like an idiot, uh, by some guy with a flashlight. Oh no! Yes, and he was just oh, no, walking towards me, flashing a flashlight, and as I was behind all this fast demon group. Um, demon <laughs> group? <laughs> so, <laughs> basically what's happened, like, I'm like an idiot, I follow this flashlight. <laughs> 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 you know, 
I went to this guy's hands and he started to ask me questions. What the hell am I doing here? It's restricted area. And I'm restricted just, area. Yeah, I'm just like... The woods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just riding a bike, I'm tired and I'm planning to camp here. And he is like, uh, those four people, those people over there is like with you. And I was like, yeah, I know them. They're <laughs> 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 not my best friends. But yeah. <laughs> 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 I heard them down the road. Yeah. Like, I met them in the, uh, the Slutsbrook, in the bar. <laughs> and we just had to go here. I'm talking to Brophy and James. I'm sorry what has happened to me. I know you're going to hate me. And I'm going to be like you. Alex's apology here, or perhaps anti-apology, deserves a little context. You see, he's never really been a fan of the clubhouse, having once said to me... Because if it would be in our regular spot, honestly, guys, I'm sorry about it, but it's like, I was always against this. And in contrast, he's apologizing to two ADV club members, one of whom is Brophy, who once said... For me, it is paradise. It's 50 miles away from New York, from Manhattan, and you're then sat next to a lake. After that, and after a much longer day than anticipated, we headed to our tents for the night. Saturday and everybody was so slow. I don't know what's it was a reason. How long you took it up? Half hour? Half hour? Question. I'm surprisingly I packed faster than you. I was ready to go faster than you and like I was like just basically waiting for everybody. Stop trying to distract me from packing you fuck. I knew we were going to cycle faster than me, and I decided just to, uh, I'll better leave earlier uh, because it was like almost 90 miles a day, and uh, I didn't want to race. I want to be on my own pace and enjoy my day. So I left earlier, and I stick basically to the route. And the day was amazing. The day was amazing because I was by myself, empty road, um, except one adventure on the way when I was encountering a shooting range. All right. And it was weird because like I was going from like George Road and I started to hear gunshots <laughs> like far away and I didn't stop. So I kept pedaling and gunshots was like getting closer and closer and closer. At one point when I got back to paved road and I had to, it's only way for me was to go through it's like next to the shooting range. I didn't know it's a shooting range at the time. And when I finally saw a sign, it's a shooting range, I kind of calmed down. But after that, it's like a drone, drone flew from a shooting range and like chased me for a couple of minutes. Did it have guns? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> look at it. I didn't want to provoke them at that point. I'm just like, okay, I know you're present. And like, I, see, I hear you. Interesting moment. But the rest of the ride was great. And I mean, my plan was catch up with a group which didn't happen. Ah, I stayed James, I caught up with James in the last years. Yeah, the rest of the ride was great because just like 
um, pedaling through countryside on a beautiful day, you know, like by yourself. We don't usually do a Friday night bug out ride as an official part of an ADV trip. Instead, they happen informally, whenever people feel like making it happen. And that usually means the Friday night before an official ride. On this weekend, the official ride started from Poughkeepsie. And because Alex had left early, we were effectively traveling in three different groups. So we were all looking forward to meeting up at the campsite that evening. Any other final reflections on that day? This was a like, normal, very nice hanging out with uh, friends who you didn't see. And um, no, how to say, how to put it together? It was nice to meet because like uh, it's uh, the main group came from Poughkeepsie. And so basically I, I didn't see the people for a while, like uh, for a month or something from before, right? Yeah. So basically it was like I met uh, friends in the woods. And this was a great spot, thing, you know, like to, to have a conversation and uh, just like by the fire. It was great. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a, it was a very nice day. The official ride that weekend was awesome. The campsite was right beside Vernoy Falls, which sits on a high mountainside in the Sundown Wild Forest. Having ridden almost 90 miles in summer-like heat, which concludes with a massive gravel climb to the waterfalls, we were grateful for the autumnal weather that evening on the mountaintop. What we were not excited about was the rain-soaked ride and 40-degree temperatures back to Poughkeepsie the next morning, and we certainly didn't expect to wake up in a hail shower on the mountaintop. But we also didn't expect much of anything that happened on Friday night. We didn't expect to get thrown out of the clubhouse by cops, and we certainly didn't expect to meet new friends, or to find a campsite to share together. But hey, you can't have an adventure when everything goes as planned. And a good Friday night bug out is all about increasing the odds that something won't go according to plan. Just a few days before the publication of this episode, our two new friends, Aaron and Jono, completed their field trip, a cross-country bike adventure with the goal of putting a spotlight on the destigmatization of mental health issues. Learn about their adventure at fieldtrip.us. That's field, F-E-E-L. To learn more about NYC ADV, the New York City Adventure Cycling Club, find us online at nycadv.com. Thank you for listening. This has been ADV Radio. I'm Chris, signing off. What's the deal here? You're gonna bag your hands? Head. <laughs> I tried it once, my face was too cold. I put the plastic bag over my head. <laughs> it was like a, like a free diving. You have to keep your breath. <laughs> I don't know if I will use your watch on the stage. Secret to the. How did you look past five? I've beaten all this. I did a lot. Climbed down my trees, all the trees in the childhood, put the lessons from there. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of it is a piece of cake. Trees talking about the things you know. Exactly. We're really fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. The sign is heavy, isn't it? I was looking no, for I the chicken, but I was. I'm... Cheers. Proper people are in the church. Yes. The doors is open. I would get the fishy shots and then go to church.